And I don't even care what you came to do. I know what I'm going to do. Amen. We're going to praise the Lord. We're going to worship Him. Let's all stand together. Dramatic pause. Yeah, I'm free. 
more in you than that. Come on, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on, keep it going. Yeah. God, you're worthy to be honored. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Before you're seated, I need to praise the Lord. Before you're seated, I need to praise the Lord. There you go. You may be seated. We welcome you to Friendly Chapel Church tonight for a time of seeking after God. That is our purpose. That is why we're here. This is why we've got this, uh, why we've invited Jay here. This is the reason we've invited you here for no other reason than we are going to seek after God. Amen. 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 Just, just, just a couple of housekeeping things. Uh, for those of you who have not discovered the uh, restrooms, uh, if you just go out the double doors, go to the second hall, to the left, to the left, do a line dance, okay? <laughs> to the left, to the left, and you got it. Uh, and uh, we also have a nursery for kids up to three, uh, and you also, if you go out, take a left, to the left, to the left, uh, you'll, find, you'll find that as, uh, as well. Uh, also, for anyone that, uh, that is here this evening, and God may do something special for you, such as saving your soul or something special that, that, uh, that you'd like some more additional literature about what has happened in your life, uh, we have some uh, uh, first aid bags uh, that are on the friendship table. And uh, so make, make yourself available to that. Take those up. It has some uh, information and some literature that help you in your journey uh, as you uh, progress on. So that's all, that's all the announcement. We ain't, we ain't doing all this kind of business. Uh, so... Let me, let me share with you, I've told you that our theme for this, for, for, for this weekend is seeking after God. And the Lord led me to a passage of scriptures in First Chronicles chapter 22. The, 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 the crux of it is verse 19, but I want to read this to you, starting with verse 17. The context of that, see, Jay, I have not lost it. I'm still doing context, that's right. The context of this is actually where David is turning over the reins to his son Solomon. David could not build a temple for God. But God said, I'll let your son build it. And so he's getting him ready to uh, assume that leadership role, passing the mantle, if you will, passing the baton, whatever you want to call it. He's passing that on to another generation. And in doing that, this is what David says uh, in, this, in this context. David also commanded all the leaders of Israel to help Solomon his son, saying, Is not the Lord your God with you? And has he not given you rest on every side? For he has given the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and the land is subdued before the Lord and before his people. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Therefore, arise, build the sanctuary of the Lord God 
to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy articles of God into the house that is to be built for the name of the Lord. Now today we're not building a tabernacle of flesh. This church, this building means absolutely nothing. This is not the sanctuary. This is not the tabernacle. We are the tabernacles. So what I'm hearing the Lord speak and what I'm hearing the Lord say, you set your mind, you set your heart to seek after me. And you build these sanctuaries. And the time in which we need to build these sanctuaries. I told Jay coming in, I'm going I'm to go ahead and tell you. This is not new to me. A lot of us are. We are sick to death of church. I am not here to have church. And if you're here to have church, you're in the wrong place. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm not here to have church. I am here to have an experience with our God. I'm here to hear His voice. I'm here to listen to what He has to say. I'm here to be changed. I'm here to be renewed. I am here to be revived in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So something I've started in our, in our, in our Sunday morning services is to pray. If you've got prayer needs, we'll take care of the end of the service. Right? We're not going to do that now. But to start off with, we need to acknowledge the presence of God in our midst. You realize how many services you go into that God's never acknowledged? He is here in the midst. And we need to acknowledge that He is here. Stand, stand with me if you don't mind. You lift your hands. You lift your voices. I don't care. Just lift His name. Father, Lord, we stop. And we acknowledge that You are in the house, Lord, with us. You said where two or three are gathered in Your name, You're in the midst thereof. So, God, that's what we believe, that You are in the midst of us. Lord, you, we are the tabernacles of the Lord. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. We don't have to invite you here, my God. Lord, you're already here. And Lord Jesus, so we acknowledge your presence among us today. Lord, we want to hear you speak, Lord, to our minds. We want you to speak to our hearts. We want you to speak to our souls. Father, Lord, we want to, Lord, go where you're going. Be where you are. Do what you're doing. And acknowledge, God, that you are the Holy One. And because you are holy, that means I've got to be holy too. So, God, in this moment, it's not about us. It is all about you. And we acknowledge your presence in our midst. May the blessings of God flow down to us, to your spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
You, you may be seated if you can. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speak, Lord, for we are listening. Let us hear your word, God. How many of you know Jay Boyd? That's right. So I don't need to introduce him. <laughs> but for those of you who do not know Jay, I don't believe in long introductions. I don't give long introductions. But for those of you who don't know Jay, uh, Jay comes from Tennessee, the, uh, the western part of uh, Tennessee. He, uh, I first met Jay when he became a student at Heritage Bible College. Um, I've, I've told this story many, many times. I'll never forget walking in that dorm, his mom trying to leave him. And I seen the anxiety in her face, thinking, what in the world have I, am I leaving my son to? And I just happened to walk in, and I looked at his mom, and I could see the anxiety. I could see the dread of her walking out and leaving him. And I said, ma'am, I said, I know you don't know me. I said, but I promise you, I will treat your son as my own. I will take care of him. And I will not let harm come to him. And I did that, right, Jay? Now, I didn't say he was perfect. I just said we just... We, we just. But, um, but from that time, and we all recognize the anointing on Jay uh, Boyd, Datarius, Boyd's life. We recognize God's hand upon him. And that hand is stronger than it's ever been. So we're, so we're not going to delay any further. We're going to turn the service over to him now to bring to us the word of God. So, Brother Jay, come on up and join us. Here. Yes, indeed. I just go ahead and get started. Okay, I'll get you sure. one set up. Hallelujah. How are y'all doing tonight? Amen. Could I get a lot of more volume? Hallelujah. I used my voice a whole lot during a, uh, during a year's time, and that'll help me out. Oh, that's sounding better and better. Amen. Thank you. I said I'm going to be down here on the floor because I like to run and jump and skip and hop. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Wait a minute. I know these folks over here on this side. <laughs> Hallelujah. Boy, I tell you, we're going to have a good time. And these folks right here on the front row, hallelujah, it's good to see y'all. And right there, amen. Hallelujah. And back there, let's just give the Lord a great shout of praise. Hey. <laughs> Boy, I tell you the truth. Y'all know how to make somebody feel special. Amen. But it's good to see all of you in the house of the Lord. Uh, I'm... I said this the other night, um, all the AFC people just shout over there again one more time. Hallelujah. We were in revival over there. Uh, how many of y'all were there on Sunday night? 
Amen. Did, woo, hey, hey, Richland's in the house. Boy, I tell you, God is good. I'm really going to preach tonight. I feel good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I tell you what I told them the other night that, um, yeah, that, this is sounding good. Amen. Um, this microphone. Uh, I'm going to take my time. It's Friday night. But I'm going to also take my time for the rest of the revival. Amen. So, hey, how are y'all doing? Hallelujah. Woo. Glory. But uh, the other night, you know, I thought about this. And I'm going to, you know, let me, let me say it like this. That we're in a revival meeting. And revival meetings flow differently than morning services. And so I like to get in a flow of the Spirit and just flow, amen? So I'm not into, you know, doing everything the way that most people are used to. Like Dr. Bud said, if you were looking for that, you came to the wrong place. Uh, we're going to have a knockdown knock move of God, and uh, God's going to do the miraculous, miracles, signs, wonders, salvations, healings, deliverance, all of that good stuff. Say amen if you believe that. But the other night I was sharing with them that the reason, one of the reasons why, especially since the pandemic, that I'm not in a rush is because for four years almost, the devil tried to shut the church down and shut the church up, and we're back in buildings now, and this is a time not to have less church and not to be looking at the clock wondering what time we're going to get out. This is the time to praise the Lord. This is a time to shout. This is the time to thank God that we came out of that storm. Hallelujah. And God's about to set the church on fire like never before. And I'm telling you, the devil should have took the church out when he had the chance. He should have destroyed us. He should have tried to keep the doors shut, but the doors are back open, and we're in the house of the Lord. Lord. And David said it best. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I've been in church all of my life. I didn't come for church as usual. I came for the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost to fall in this place and spread throughout this city. Somebody shout amen if you believe that. It's time for the church to be set on fire and to stay on fire. We're not going to turn a world around that's headed to hell if we're not on fire. And I say it everywhere I go. If you're in a church that's not on fire, you need to get out of that church. If doesn't want to run for the Lord, if that church isn't on fire and doesn't want to seek after God, you need to get out of there and find somewhere that's serious about God and that's not satisfied with playing church. There has been a lot of routine and ritual, and every week you know what to expect. You know who's going to sing and how long we're going to sing and who's going to pray and what they're going to say, what's going to preach, how long we're going to be there, when we're going to get out, because the buffet is more important than the house of the Lord. But I'm telling you, a church that's going to turn the world upside down is not a church that's starting at 11 and trying to be out by 12. It's a church that is hungry and thirsty for a move of God, and they won't be satisfied until God shows up. Somebody say, Lord, send the fire. That's what the Lord's going to do this week. He's not only going to set you on fire, but you're going to have to make a decision to stay on fire. I'm believing that before the year is out, 
that the devil will hate that he's the devil. Because the church is going to give him such a whooping that he's not going to know what he Say amen. The devil has tried to walk all over the church, but we're about to take our rightful place. And we're about to walk all over the devil. And the devil will hate the day that he ever came against our churches. He came against our families. I'm telling you, the devil will not write the last chapter of the United States of America. This nation, my nation, it's not going to hell in a handbasket. I'm believing for a last day's outpouring of the Spirit that's going to make the devil hate the day that he ever came against the church. We've got to get our family members back. We've got to get our loved ones back. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. To what the devil is saying, you tell the devil, no, I know your future. You're on your way to hell, and that's where you're going, and that's where you'll be. But I'm on my way to heaven, and on the way, I'm not going to go by myself. I'm going to take some people with me, and we're going to enjoy the trip. If that's you, take about 30 seconds and give God a great North Carolina shout. Come on, let your shout be the loudest tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just getting started. We got a whole weekend together. You know, revival, I tell you, and I'm, I'm going to get into this uh, because I, I could hardly, hardly iron my clothes tonight from speaking in tongues and the Spirit of God coming all over me. I know the people in the next room are wondering what's going on with him. Hallelujah. But I tell you what it is. I've been drinking, but it's not that old wine. It's new wine. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you tonight, I'm here and I'm intoxicated. Hallelujah. Full of the Holy Ghost, full of the joy of the Lord. How many of you know the joy of the Lord is your strength? That's why so many churches are worn out. They don't have any joy. The church has to get their joy back. If you're not glad to be in the house of the Lord, people who are coming in off the streets looking for something else, if you're not glad to be there, they're not going to be glad to be there. They're going to find themselves out of the same door that they walked in. But when people come into a church, it ought to be the most vibrant, electrifying the that you've ever seen. It's not done with America. He's not done. If you watch the news, the news will make you think that everything is over. Amen. I'm telling you, I wish more people wouldn't watch it. Hallelujah. Because that stuff coming from the news, and I'm already preaching. I'm going to get into the, the rest of my message, but just flow with me here. A lot of people are watching that, and it's creating fear. And they're talking about, oh, brother, we're going to be underground. I don't know what Bible you're reading. But the church of Jesus Christ was born in an upper room, and it's going out the same way in the power of the Holy Ghost. 
If you read the Bible, you will see that on the earth there is a restrainer. And the restrainer is while the church is here and the Holy Spirit is here, the devil cannot do the things that he wants to do. So we're here. And until we're gone, hallelujah, the devil will not be able to run us over. He will not be able to run us down. But when the church is out of here, the Antichrist will be able to do whatever he wants. But can I tell you something? Until that day comes, we will make the enemy regret that he's the devil. I'm telling you, it's time to put the pressure on the devil and let the church of Jesus Christ rise up in power and in authority. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, all of those religious mindsets that many of us have had, I come to break all of that this week. Because religion is not going to deal with the devil. There are too many dead churches preaching dead sermons to dead people every single Sunday and Wednesday. And people are saying, well, you know, it's the last days. People don't want God, and they don't want to go to church. The devil is a liar. There are people who are hungry, but they're looking for a church that's on fire with the power of the Holy Ghost. And it's time for the church to get that fire back. Well, 30 years ago, I used to speak in tongues and prophesy, but when you get my age, you know, you just, it should not die down. You should be more on fire today than you were yesterday, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, set me on fire. Hallelujah. And when you set me on fire, keep me on fire. Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. I'm just quoting verses out of my spirit. In full, I've just been speaking in tongues for the last hour. Don't pay me any attention. Hallelujah. The Pentecostals told me that's what we were supposed to have, the baptism in the Holy Ghost. But the very Pentecostals that helped got me filled with the Holy Ghost are now backing up from the power of God. Spirit-filled denominations backing up from the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to be in a quiet church. I don't want to be in a church where there's no anointing. I don't want to be in a church where there's no speaking in tongues. I don't want to be in no church where there's no shouting, no dancing, no praising. The Bible says, let all that I am praise the Lord. Why are we quiet? At a moment, we should be rejoicing and shouting unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. I told you, I'm stirred up. I'm already full. God, before I got here tonight, I'm not waiting on some preacher to stir me up. I'm, I came stirred up. Hallelujah. What about revival? And this is the first night, so if you don't know me, you got to get a chance to know me a little bit. You're going to find out tonight that I'm going to say things that all the other preachers want to say, but they're afraid to say it. I'm going to say it. And if I step on your toes tonight, just say, ouch, because the healer is in the room. Amen. Say amen to that. Jesus is in the house. Hallelujah. He's in the house. My toes stepped on tonight. That's okay. That's okay. I'm calm right now, but wait till I get stirred up. I'm, I'm still calm. I'm calm. Hallelujah. This state is on a trajectory 
to receive a touch from God like it hasn't seen in a long time. This state is going to be so touched by the glory of the Lord. As I've been driving through this state the last few days, the Lord has been reminding me to tell the people of North Carolina that I have not forgotten about them. The people of North Carolina have been praying, they've been fasting, they've been believing, and it's about time for a visitation of the Holy Ghost. And you mark the words of the Spirit of the Lord. There will be churches that will die. There will be churches that will dry up. But there will be churches that will be running over. They won't have enough room for all of the people that God's about to send into the house of the Lord. You believe you're going to see that great visitation. Take about 15 seconds and give God the greatest shout that you could ever give him. That's it. Praise him tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for visiting this state. Thank you for pouring out your spirit. As I was preaching Sunday morning at the youth conference, the encounter conference with the Pentecostal Free Will Baptist denomination, I saw young people who were hungry for God. I said, now where is all this foolishness about young people don't love the Lord and young people don't want this and young people don't want that? No, Jesus said it best. Because of your traditions, you have made the word of God of none effect. People say, well, God can move in any situation. No, you, you could be holding so tight to your church tradition that you don't even give God room to move and do what he wants to do. But I saw young people I saw young people who did not want church as usual. They didn't know that you're supposed to wait until the end to come to the altar. They ran down their altar call. And that's why God's going to set another generation on fire. Because some of us older people, I remember when I used to do that. What do you mean used to? Well, I'm, re I'm retired now. We don't know. Nowhere in the scripture is it retirement. I'm, 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 I'm believing that every older person in here, you're going to retire spiritually. You're going to refire in the Holy Ghost. God's going to breathe a fresh wind of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this room. That's the kind of church that will win the world. It was the church in the book of Acts. Everywhere you turn, somebody was being saved. Somebody was being healed. Somebody was being delivered. Somebody was jumping and leaping and praising God. It's time for the church to get that fire back. Woo. Somebody shout amen. Yeah, on Sunday night, nobody warned me that I was going to a church in Anger where people have lost their mind for Jesus. Nobody told me that. Nobody told me that I was going over there. But my God, when I got in there and the fire began to fall over there, I'm going to tell you what revival will do. Revival says, yes, it happened at our church Sunday night, but we're going to drive down the road to Benson, and we're going to get some more of it. I wish somebody would praise him tonight. That's what a church on fire looks like. Woo! 
You know a church is on fire when their pastor calls you and says, tell my people over there that they better act like they're from AFC tonight. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, that's what revival is about. Your brothers and sisters from Andrew have come to Benson, and they brought fire with them. Hallelujah. And we're going to pass it out this weekend. Glory to God. I'm telling you, if you're not on fire and you don't want to be on fire, too bad you sat here too long. Hallelujah. God's going to set you ablaze and change your life for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Jesus, just lift your hands all over this building. Holy Ghost and fire, fall on us this weekend. Lord, let us encounter you like we've never encountered you before. God, pour out your spirit on us. Let there be healing. Let there be deliverance. Let there be breakthrough. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost... Father, let that healing virtue flow all through this body. Father, I speak life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every organ of his body, I speak the life of God. Father, I speak over him now in the name of Jesus, that he'll live as long as he wants to live. Father, I thank you that the power of the enemy is broken, that Jesus, by your stripes we were healed, and let that fire flow through this body right now in Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. Somebody praise the Lord tonight. Come on and praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 We're after you, God. We're desperate for you, God. Thank you, Lord, that people that have received bad reports from the doctors, they're being reversed this week. I'm not accepting sickness and disease from the devil. I'm telling the devil, he has to get out of here tonight. He has to get out of your body. He has to get out of your family. He has to get out of your church. Get out of your marriage. Get out of your city. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hunger. There's a hunger in North Carolina. There's a hunger, and the Lord's going to satisfy it. I was joking with a friend the other day. I was telling my friends the other night, sitting back here, we ate dinner last night, and I told them what the Lord put in my spirit. The other day, the Lord said, Son, come back to North Carolina in a few months and have an old school revival. I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, find you a place and have services from Sunday night to Friday night. So in the fall or the end of the summer, I'm coming back. I'm going to bring a charter bus from Tennessee, and we're going to have revival from a Sunday night until a Friday night. We're going to teach in the morning. We're going to preach at night. We're going to anoint with oil. I'm telling you because God's about to visit this state in a great way. Hallelujah. So we're coming back. I came to this state 10 years ago as a college student. And if the Lord tells you to go from Brownsville, Tennessee to Dunn, North Carolina, 
It has to be the Lord. Nobody even knows that Dunn exists. One of my professors, he used to say it all the time, Dr. Altry used to say that the last thing God created was done. Day done. Hallelujah. And it seemed like that, but you know what? God loves the people of Don, the people of Irwin, the people of Benson, the people of Andrew, the people of Smithfield. God even loves the people in Fayetteville. Hallelujah. He loves them. So I'm believing either this summer or this fall for something we're going to call fire in the Carolinas. Oh, hallelujah. I couldn't shake that thing. I tried to sleep on it. The Lord said, oh, no. You bring some of those folks from Tennessee up here to North Carolina. I'm going to try to get my grandma. Hallelujah. And I tell you, that's supposed to lay hands on everything around here and won't anybody be standing up. Hallelujah. But that's what we need in the church. Hallelujah. Let me get all of this introduction out. But I believe this with all my heart. And I want you, if you don't hear anything else I say this weekend, hear this. There is nothing that the devil has done to you that God can't do something about it tonight. You don't have to wait. Religion says maybe one day. No. Now. You can receive a miracle tonight. If you believe it, say amen. Back in April of 1975, I shared it at AFC the other night, and I'm going to share it again because everywhere I go in North Carolina, I want them to hear it. People need to hear it. It'll encourage your heart. A very trusted voice in the Lord, Brother Derek Prince, April 6, excuse me, April 6, 1975, gave a word from the Lord. I have found favor with you here in North Carolina. I will personally visit you, says the Lord. There will be a revival greater than that of the great Welsh revival. There will be kings and leaders that come from the north and south, east and west, to study the eastern North Carolina phenomenon. And I'm telling you, if you're alive tonight, you're going to be a part of that East Carolina phenomenon, that northern, hallelujah, outpouring of the Spirit. So somebody shout, the glory is coming. Yeah, and it's already beginning to arise. I'm an evangelist. I understand that. I'm not a pastor. I'm also a teacher. And in this role that I'm in this weekend, it's the role of an evangelist. And if you want to know what evangelist does, you look in Acts chapter 8. You can read it when you get home. But the Bible talks about the only evangelist that there is in the Scripture, and that's a man by the name of Philip. The Bible says Philip went down into the city of Samaria. And he preached Christ. An evangelist preaches Jesus Christ. An evangelist preaches about the blood, preaches about the cross. An evangelist doesn't get up and say, well, good evening. I don't want to hold you too long. Just want to share a few thoughts about time management and love your neighbor. No, I don't have a few thoughts. I've got a word from God. I've got fire. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the word of God is like the hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. So I don't know what the devil's been coming against you with, but that word will break the attack of the enemy and you'll walk out with the victory. So not only does the evangelist preach Christ, but if you keep reading, the Bible says that many were healed 
So there's going to be healing this weekend. And then the Bible says, and he cast out devils. So if you got a devil tonight, hallelujah, you're unsaved, you're unbelief, you're unbeliever, we can cast the devil out of you and get you free tonight. Somebody say amen. I didn't come all the way from Tennessee, 734 miles, just to have a nice, cute little revival meeting over the weekend. I came to make the devil upset. I came to make the devil nervous about what he's done against the people in this state. Oh, Brother Jay, that sounds like arrogance. No, it sounds like Jesus. That's the way Jesus talked. Jesus was not afraid of the devil, and neither should you be. So we're going to preach Christ, we're going to cast out devils, heal the sick, and we're going to edify the church. We're going to build God's people up. Say amen. amen. Now this verse is not back there, but I'm going to start here, and then I'm just going to work my way through. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 9. Now I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation, but also have... God's holy word, the King James, right beside it. So it should be just fine sitting right by the NLT. Hallelujah. I keep the KJV near the NLT because it helps to sanctify the NLT. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 20. <laughs> I promise y'all I went to Bible college. My president is sitting right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 9. Now, again, you may hear me use this word over and over because this is how I've learned um, to preach in an effective way. I call it flowing. I call it a flow of the Spirit. It's hard for me to believe, and again, I'm not against this because people preach different ways. But I'm the one that's preaching this weekend, so we're going to go the way the Lord leads me. So I know people, you know, they have, you know, their, the way that they prepare. I don't prepare like others. I don't try to be like other people. I was prepared for this revival in January. Our church went on a 21-day fast, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., uh, and we prayed and we fasted, and I was praying about this meeting then. So I was able to enjoy my day. To, you know, I used to think, oh, my goodness, I got revival tonight. I got to pray and pray and get something from the Lord. No, I got something from the Lord months ago. And now I'm just here tonight to deliver it to you. If you're a minister, the battle is won in the spirit before you get to the service. You can tell the services that haven't been won in the spirit because they're a drag. Nobody wants to be there. The singing is dead. The altar time is dead. The uh, sick and shut-in list doesn't get smaller. It gets longer. That's a church where there's no anointing. There's no power. But that's not the church of Jesus Christ. Find out this week that there was a book of Acts that was turning the world upside down. And I'm telling you, if we want God, uh, many of us, we say, Lord, turn the world upside down. The Lord can only turn the world upside down if we allow him to turn us inside out. We've got to put some stuff on the altar and get rid of some things that are hindering the flow of God's spirit. You should, if you're an evangelist, if you're a pastor, whatever ministry gift, you shouldn't take something over for the Lord. And when you take it over, it decreases rather than increases. There should be an explosive growth in a place where the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost is. Say amen to that. 
Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 9, the Bible says, They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war. Somebody say war. Whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, plague. Somebody say plague. Or famine. Say famine. The Bible says we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. Can I tell you tonight, hallelujah, that heaven has sent the rescue squad. And it is the heavenly rescue squad that I don't care whatever trouble you're in, whatever trouble your children are in, whatever trouble your church is in, whatever trouble you are in, God will not only hear you, but he will save you and he will rescue you out of whatever you're in. There are some of you in this room, you've been crying out to God, Lord, do you hear me? Our church is in trouble. My family's in trouble. My city's in trouble. But the Lord says, even if you've been far away from me, if you'll to seek me, if you'll fix your eyes on me, not only will I hear you, but I'll do something about the trouble that you're in. And I believe God's about to visit some churches, churches that have been dead for years, churches that used to be on fire, churches that used to win souls, churches that used to heal the sick, churches that used to see people baptized in the Holy Ghost. The fire of God is about to get on those churches as they set their heart to seek him and they shall never be the same again. God's about to save his church. He's about to save his people. He's about to turn things around. Glory to God. We're not going out as a weak church, but we're going in the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost. What is wrong with that brother? I'm tired of what the devil has done. I'm tired of his lies. I'm tired of the churches where is the fire of the Holy Ghost well brother it's not that serious it is that serious if you want to serve the devil and go to hell be my guest but you don't have to go if I'm going to serve the Lord and I'm going to be a part of the body of Christ for the rest of my life I'm going to go and I'm going to have a good time on my way whenever you're faced with any calamity such as war can I tell you something War, calamity, we can just label that as bad news. People generally need areas, they need in only three areas. For those of you that are taking notes, most people's need for a breakthrough only falls into three categories. Number one, you see in here, he says war or calamity. That's area number one. People need a breakthrough when they've gotten bad news. When the devil says everything's falling apart. When the devil says you've gotten a bad report from the doctor. That's when people need a breakthrough. They don't need a church to lay hands on them and say, well, Lord, just take them through their suffering that they're going through. I don't read any prayers like that in the book of Acts. I see people who 
were bound with illnesses and diseases for years, but they were being set free. That's what the church needs to get back to. Well, maybe sometimes, no, that's not in the Bible. That's not a scripture. If sickness has come, trying to attack the believer but you've got to push the devil back and let him know by his stripes we were healed somebody lift your hands and say I'm healed in Jesus name the devil will make you think you know well you got to deal with this you know granddaddy had this you know auntie had this I told them the other night at AFC, they'll tell you it runs in your blood. You say, oh, no, it ran in the blood until it ran into me. But then it had to run out. By his stripes, we were healed. Pentecostal, Holy Ghost field. Lord, take them through their suffering. No, heal them. Matter of fact, Jesus told the disciples over in the book of Luke, Every city you go in, I, Dr. Butts, I never saw this like this before. He said, every city you go in, he never said pray for the sick. He said, heal the sick that's in that city. When I read that as an evangelist, my eyes came open. No, I'm not just going to pray nice prayers. Lord, maybe. No, 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 no. Heal them in Jesus' name. If you need a miraculous healing, just lift a hand up before the Lord. I prophesy and speak that every person under the sound of my voice that's believing for healing will be healed in this meeting as the word goes forth this weekend in Jesus' name. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost all over my body from the top of my head of my feet. I feel that in my spirit that the Lord has said to many of you, I have heard you. I've seen your tears. Many of you have laid out before the Lord. Lord, when? Lord, when? And the Lord says the time is now. You're not going to wait another day, but the Lord is stepping in and he is moving on your behalf. God's going to deal with your bad news. Bad reports that have come. This is his word. I don't care what you are faced with. If you'll turn back to me. Even in the midst of war. I think this nation is just about to fall apart. We're about to have World War. Quit speaking all of that foolishness. You know more about the Fox report than you do the word of God. Well, I was watching Fox today and Fox and Fox and Fox and Fox. What about the report of the Lord? Well, brother, I don't know about this election this year. Let me serve notice on the devil right now. If Satan himself becomes the president this year and he can make any demon the vice president, I'm going to preach this gospel. I'm going to lay hands on the sick. I'm going to cast out devils. I am going to move in the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't care who gets in there. I've got a God that's going to serve, that's going to move on my behalf. 
don't care who the president is. I serve a king of kings and a lord of lords. He's a great I am. He's El Shaddai, God Almighty. Somebody shout in this room. It's time out for the church. Politics, race, this, that. Get in this book. Let this book change you from the inside out. I feel a fresh fire on me tonight. Oh, hallelujah. You're in a war tonight. Oh, but I read over there, hallelujah. The Lord is a man of war. God's going to show that devil that he messed with the wrong one when he messed with you. One of the names of God is Jehovah Nisi. He's the Lord, my banner. And I'm telling you, you're not going to lose any more battles this year. But you're going to win every battle you go up against. Not because you're at the front, but because Jehovah Nisi, he goes before me. He's making every crooked place straight. And I'm telling you, the Lord has fought for you before. He's fighting for you right now. And he's going to keep on fighting for you. Oh, hallelujah. I'm preaching to myself tonight. Boy, this is coming out of my spirit. Hallelujah. Losing any more battles this year. God is with me. And because God is with me, it be impossible. Somebody say amen. I told the church the other night, you're not going to be looking over your shoulder, wondering what the devil is going to do next. But you're going to have the devil looking over his shoulder. Wondering what you're going to do next. What is Friendly Chapel doing now? What direction are they going in now? Somebody say war. war. None of this is in my notes, but that's okay. It's coming out of my spirit. The next thing he said was plague. A plague. That's the second area of breakthrough that people need. when They're dealing with sickness sickness. Most believers have accepted sickness as their portion. <clears throat> I was sharing with my Ezel family back there last night over when we were at dinner. I was sharing with them that Luke was a doctor and he walked closely with Jesus. But if you read this Bible, you will never see where Jesus encountered somebody sick and said, I can't help you. But let me refer you to my friend Luke, who's a doctor. I'm not against doctors. I have friends that are doctors. But what I'm telling you is, the answer, final answer, is not with the doctor. If it was, Jesus would have told them, I can't help you. You've got to see Luke. No. Jesus said, heal the sick. He said, that what you've seen me do, you do it also. He didn't tell those 12 fellas, 
Now, guys, don't get too excited about all you're seeing me do because when I'm gone, you won't be doing this anymore. He didn't tell them after you preach on the day of Pentecost, it's over, boys. That'll be, oh, no. Paul, when he showed up, he didn't tell Timothy, hey, I'm just giving you a few thoughts, but when I'm gone, the last apostle, don't worry about healing and deliverance and all of that. No, 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 no. At the end of Jesus' ministry, he said, go ye into all the world. He said, they're going to be dying. They're going to need me. They're going to need healing. They're going to need deliverance. They're going to need breakthrough. He said, keep doing it until I come back. It's not time for the church to pack their rapture bag. It's time for the church to deal with sickness and deal with the devil. Now, the minute I get off and start preaching false doctrine, I told you this was my president at my Bible college. So he'll get me back straight, but I'm in this Bible. You can find it in the book. Say amen to that. So not only does God want to deal with bad news, but he wants to deal, hallelujah, with sickness. Sickness is the foul offspring of its father Satan and its mother sin. Sickness is the foul offspring of its father Satan and its mother sin. And if you're a believer, you don't have to put up with it. You don't have to put up with it. Yes, there is a different kind of suffering for a believer. It's generally and most specifically for the sake of the gospel. If you don't hear anything else, I say hear this. God does not teach you through destruction. I got to make you sick to teach you a lesson. That is false teaching. God does not teach through destruction. He teaches through instruction. If you'll get in this book, he tells Joshua, and you'll observe to do everything I've said. He said, you will make your way prosperous. You've got, and as long as the devil knows that you don't know that and believe that, he'll attack you. Well, Brother Jay, I don't understand. If I'm a believer, how is it that the devil still crosses a line and he attacks me? The same reason you have your doors locked at night and some fool tries to come through the window and break in and steal. But I got some news for you. You break into my house, hallelujah. I got something for you, glory to God. Somebody say amen to that. Don't break in that house. And why do we protect our homes? Somebody that's breaking in, let me tell you, if you're a friend of mine, you don't have to come through the back door. You don't have to come through the window. You come through the front door. The very thing that you're, the very idea that you're breaking in is that you don't belong here. So I'm going to try to slip it. That's the same way with the devil. The people, oh my God, I feel this in my soul. They're asleep. They may not wake up. 
I can get in and steal. Oh no, I can hear, hallelujah. When the devil tries to come in, I'm going to get up because I understand the devil is not over my head. We are not eye to eye, but he is under my feet as a believer. If you're a believer, the devil is under your feet. Take your in the name of Jesus. Boy, hallelujah. This is just night one, right? Whew. I don't know. I like this. War, sickness. I'm about to make a faith statement. Oh, Brother Jay, you got to watch. No, Paul says the word of preach. Paul says we're not preaching doubt. We're preaching faith. I don't know about you. I'm 28 years old. I believe this book. I believe what's written in here. From Genesis to Revelation, I've seen the power of this book. I've seen how people's lives have been transformed. People who were strung out on drugs, people who were alcoholics, and God saved them, and he healed them, and he delivered them. People that was at death's door. Is there anybody here that they told you you should be dead by now? But look at you. You're in the house of the Lord on a Friday night, lifting up your hands, giving God praise. He deserves it. Come on, let's take 30 seconds and praise the Lord all over this building. We thank you, Father. You should be dead, but the grace of God spared your life. When the devil threatens you, tell him to pull the trigger. And what you're going to find out about the devil is that he's all bark and no bite. When Jesus died on that cross, he stripped him of all of his power. He stripped him of all of his authority. The only thing the devil can do is gum you to death because he has no teeth anymore. But as long as you think that he has power over you, you'll let him talk to you any kind of way. You'll let him tell him what he's going to do with your family. Oh, devil, shut up. I have authority over you. I have power over you. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Somebody give him a North Carolina shout in here. The Holy Ghost. Things are going to be different from this night forth. Devil's not going to tell you what to do. You're going to tell him what to do. When the devil tries to tell you about your future and your past, tell you, I remember what you did. I remember. So what? God doesn't. As far as the east is west, he has removed my sin from me. When the devil tells you about your past, tell that ugly joke about his future. Yeah, that may have been my past, but your ugly behind is going to the pit, hallelujah, to the lake of fire. I'm telling you, church, some glad morning when this life is over, I am going to fly away and be at rest. 
But on my way there, I'm going to put my foot on the devil's neck. I'm going to make him regret he's the devil. And I'm going to let the devil know I'm you. I will run roughshod on you because I'm an overcomer. The greater one lives on the inside. Some of you say, boy, I've never been in a revival like this. Well, welcome. Hallelujah. To all of the guests to have you tonight, welcome to the Friendly Chapel Church. Hallelujah. Some of you right now in this room, this is the most you have laughed in six months. Because the devil's been pushing you all over. But God, God loves you so much that he says, if I've got to send one of my sons all the way from West Tennessee to North Carolina to put, to put a word in your spirit that will charge you up, that will wake you up, that will let you know that church doesn't have to be a drag, but it can be a great time in the joy of the That's the kind of church I want to be in. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The third area of breakthrough. Famine. War, plague, or famine. Now, that third area is the area of lack. Lack. The churches, not enough to do the work of ministry. I was told the full-time ministry. That's why you got to be careful who you listen to. Brother, I know you have a heart. Go into the full-time work. Oh, but it's so hard. Evangelists don't get much. You're going to struggle. I'm like, what? No, I'm not receiving that. Had a minister the other night. He said, Brother, you're going to be burned out and you're going to need to do that. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't be having more fun than I'm having right now. <laughs> Preaching and traveling is not a drag to me. I wasn't sitting in my hotel saying, oh, my goodness, I've got to go to church. No, I couldn't wait. For my little adopted cousins on the front row to pick me up from the hotel and bring me to church tonight. I couldn't wait. I love what I do. I'm having a good time. I don't know what they're talking about. That the ministry is a drag and it's so much pain and so much. No, I'm having the best time of my life. When you're preaching in a state like California where people tell you everybody in California is going to hell, but you see a prostitute come off the street while you're preaching and come down to the altar for life to God and you cast devils out of the girl. I love what I'm doing. If a prostitute walked in most churches, she could never get to the altar because of the people that would stop her at the door. No, 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 no. You, you can't be seen like that. But we're telling everybody, we got to reach the lost at any cost. What? Reach the lost at any cost? 
But people who walk in doors of churches who don't look like they belong, don't smell like they belong. Oh, my. You know what? I was praying for somebody one time, and they didn't have the best scent. And I thought, my God, what is going on here? And the Holy Ghost prompted me in my spirit. He that's the smell of the harvest and you better get used to it hallelujah I'm telling you the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few if they come in these doors and they don't look like you and they don't smell like you and they don't walk like you and they don't talk like you let them in the building let them get touched by God let them get changed by the love of Jesus Christ Paul said it best such were some of you but you've been changed by the grace of Almighty God. The Bible says he takes them from the dung hill. He takes the beggar from the dung hill and he sets them among princes. But you know what I've seen happen in churches when they come in like that? They come in radical. They come in wild. They shout they dance. They're all out now. Everybody else is at their seat who've been saved 50 years, and they're down there at the altar. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. And there's some religious person sitting out there. Look at them. Are you serious? The harvest. It doesn't take all of that. Jesus says, you want to know those who really love much? It's those who've been forgiven much. They can't be quiet. They can't put their hands down because they know if it had not been for the Lord who was on their side, hallelujah, the devil tried to kill them, tried to destroy them. I'm telling you, church, you've got a reason to shout. You've got a reason to praise him. We need those people. We need more of those in the house of the Lord because they'll get your dry behind on fire. Some churches are as dry as a powder house. Dead. Dead men's bones. But we need some fresh fire in there. Somebody shout, he's a deliverer. He's a healer. He's a savior. He's a way maker. Oh my goodness. Something is rising up in this room and I believe we're going to have an explosion of the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah. Woo! Yeah, I like that. But you'll look up those people that were dancing around the front. You don't watch it, especially after revival. Somebody will pull them to the side. I know you're excited. But in this church, we don't do that. So if you could kind of tone it down. No, no, no. When they tell you to tone it down, turn it all the way up. I remember when I first came to North Carolina... I would be in some of those churches, boy, and they were dead. I'm just telling you the truth. 
I got over here to North Carolina and said, I ain't used to this. I'm used to the fire where I come from. I'm used to great praise, great shouting, great dancing. And people say, well, you know, brother, that's just for black people. Oh, no. The Bible says in Psalm 150, verse 6, let everything, let everything, praising and shouting is not just for black people. Or Hispanic people, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. I remember one brother telling me, he tried to say it in a nice way. Well, where we're from, we don't do that. Basically what he was saying was, we're white and we don't do it. Oh, no. Hallelujah. I've seen Dr. Service dance all across the front. You can't tell me white people don't dance and white men can't jump. Hallelujah. Somebody say Amen. Hallelujah. That white man can jump, glory to God. He can run. He can dance. He can shout. I'm telling you, there's a fire that's about to come back into the church of Jesus Christ where everybody's going to be praising. Everybody's going to be shouting. Hallelujah. I feel but Hallelujah. I feel good in my spirit. Because I see God bringing Lazarus out of the grave tonight. Some of you that have been dead for months, dead for years, you're coming out of your grave, and the grave clothes are going to have to loose you and let you go. What time is it? Hallelujah. Woo! They said, we got time. We got time. Hallelujah. That third area, that area of lack, let me tell you something. God's going to use people in this end time to fund the work of the ministry. People say, well, I don't see that in the Bible. I'm going to show it to you. First Chronicles chapter 29, if you go over there and read. Dr. Butts was talking about it earlier. David said, now I can't build this temple, but I'm going to make sure it gets built. I'm going to make sure it gets built. And when I read over there, the Bible talks about how much gold, how much silver that David gave. Somebody say it's offering time. Now, I'm not driving for an offering. I'm just telling you what's in the Bible. So don't get nervous. Don't clench your pearls. You know, I'm scared of this offering. Oh, this brother wants an offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. But over in 1 Chronicles 29, when you begin to calculate what David gave, it was actually a few billion dollars in today's currency. David gave a billion dollar offering for the work of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you why David gave it in 1 Chronicles 29. He said because of affection for the house of God, I'm going to give out of my private treasury. And I'm telling every pastor, every evangelist, you're not going to be begging fundraiser after fundraiser trying to make some. No, 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 no. God's going to set people on fire in revival and they're going to say, Pastor, what do we need for the work of the Lord? I'm ready to give. I'm ready to support. Luke chapter 8, the Bible says that there were women who came to the ministry of Jesus and they gave out of their private means so that his ministry could go forth. I'm telling you, the church has been begging. The days of begging are over. The Bible says in the book of Haggai, the gold is mine, says the Lord. The silver is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to the Lord. The church is not going to beg the world to do his work. See how quiet it gets? Because people think, oh Lord, trying to get my money. No. When your affection is in a thing, nobody has to beg you to give. 
where your affection is, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Somebody say amen. amen. And I'm believing that God's going to set his church on fire. I told our ministry team, most pastors would tell me, don't tell them that. That's why you can't listen to religious people. I, wa I said, you know what? We will never walk into the bank and ask for a loan for this ministry. They looked at me like, what? Either the Bible is the truth or it's not. You shall lend to many nations and not borrow. What do I look like as a Holy Ghost filled preacher walking into a heathen bank asking them, can I do the work of the Lord? If God doesn't take you there, you don't need to go. Oh, that was for you. Somebody say breakthrough. So leaving this revival this weekend, you're going to have breakthrough, no more sickness, no more lack, and no more bad news. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us. He is not deaf like that false god over there with Elijah. Maybe your god is gone on a long journey. Maybe your god is hard of hearing. And after a while, Elijah said, I tell you what, get out of the way. Let me repair the altar. Let the god that answers by fire. I wish I could explain how I feel. David said it best. By my God, I feel as though I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. That's the kind of strength that's coming on you from this revival. You're not going to give up. You're not going to quit. You're not going to throw in the towel. But God's going to hear you. He's going to rescue you. And he's about to save you. Why? Because we're seeking after God. Let me give you another disclaimer. If at any time you feel you need to leave, you may. Because I'm going to preach until I get done. Oh, brother, it doesn't take all night. Read over there in the book of Acts. Where Paul was preaching so long, the boy fell out the window sleep. So that's what I'm aiming for this weekend. And Paul was so full of the power of the Holy Ghost, they said, hey, I know we're having a meeting, but one of the young men in the youth group, he fell out of the window and he just died. Paul thought, okay, let me go raise him back. And then he went back to preaching. When you were in the world with the devil, you didn't care what time. You were just starting to make your plans to get drunk around this time when you were in the world. 
So we're not going to be in here looking, uh, brother, you need to. No, 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 no. Half the time my watch doesn't even work. Who cares? I got a reason to praise the Lord. The devil doesn't want this gospel to be preached, but hallelujah. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to encourage God's people. I want to see God's people built up. I want to see Don come alive. I want to see Benson come alive. I want to see Andrew come alive. I want to see those old dead churches that are just going through the ritual and going through a routine. Pastors that are Pentecostal, you can't even tell it anymore. We used to do that. Show me that verse in the scripture where we used to. Well, we used to pray for the sick, but you know, no. If you want Bible results, you've got to do it the Bible way. Is anybody being blessed tonight? The word's speaking to my spirit. Okay, so I, I, I honestly have not started my message, but I'm, I'm already in my flow. Don't get nervous. Hallelujah. I'll just, it, it'll, it'll really take me all weekend to preach it. That's fine. I've got time. Did I drop that? There we go. So I'm still in my introduction. Because whatever you're full of, it just comes out of you. It comes out. Like some people, they hit that toe and that word comes out. Now, the word's coming out of me because I'm full of it. I'm full of it. Somebody say amen. amen. You've got to get back in your Bible. You won't revive. You, a preacher can't bring you revival. He can preach the word and you can get stirred up in your spirit. But when that preacher is gone, if you don't fan the flame of revival, if the church doesn't continue to press in, there is no reason that a concert should have more people than a prayer meeting. You say there's going to be a gospel singing tonight. Boy, this place will be standing room only. And I love a good singer. I love to praise him. But I'm telling you, when you call for prayer, you can't find anybody. That's not a church that wants revival. A church that wants revival says, Lord, whatever time we start and finish, we're okay with that. You can't tell the spirit to move, and then when he moves away you don't like, you pull the reins back. That's not the way it works. On the day of Pentecost, when they were all with one accord in one place, the Bible says that a sound from heaven began to fill the room. I'm telling you, and if you missed the service on the day of Pentecost, there was not a second showing at 11 o'clock if you missed the 9 o'clock. No, if you missed it, you missed a move of God. If I was you, whatever church you're in, unless it's dead, I wouldn't miss another church service until the rapture comes. Hallelujah. Stay in there. You don't know when it's going to break out. You don't know when God's going to move. You don't know when God's going to pour out his spirit. Well, we're not going tonight. Why not? We got family in town. Bring that behind the church. Yeah. Hallelujah. Some of y'all need, to, I need to introduce you to my grandmother. Too many people have got weak in the church. If you were visiting my grandmother, she lets it be known. If you're staying at this house, when we go to church, everything in here is going. 
Well, mom, I'm 50 years old. I don't care. If you're staying here, you're going to church. We need that back in the church. It's not time for the church to push the older saints over in the corner. No, get them on fire again and let them run with a torch until their time comes. Well, we need to move all the older people out of the way and let the young people take the lead. No, we need the old and the young. Somebody say amen. How many of you feel the Holy Ghost in this room? Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your anointing. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this. I know my media team back there has probably said, he has not gotten to any of these verses. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm coming for him this weekend at some point, at some point. Somebody say, God's not done with America. Hallelujah. There are many prophetic words that when they're delivered, you anticipate and you're waiting for it to come to pass. One of my mentors, Dr. Cutshaw, says, there's a prophecy hanging over my head. That's how it feels sometimes. But what I've learned is, even tonight, as I'm sharing the word with you, if you don't have ears to hear, you will miss what the Spirit is saying to the church. We're in the last days, and if you look at Scripture, God always speaks to his people. God will always warn his people. God will always prepare his people. Somebody say amen. You know the power of the Holy Ghost. That the Holy Ghost has already seen what's coming. Hallelujah. And the power of the Holy Ghost is present with us to tell us what is to come. For those of you husbands and wives, I'll look up in the ceiling so nobody thinks I'm attacking them. For those of you husbands and wives who are anxious to death and scared to death about what's going to happen in the last days, this is not a time for anxiety. This is a time, if you're a believer, to press in to the Holy Ghost and let him tell you what's coming. Not only will you know what's coming, you will know there. Am I preaching out of the Bible or not? Can I tell y'all something? If I had to go around the room and handpick people who I feel like they've been dead for a while, I believe I could. I promise you, my God. But no more after tonight. You're going to be set on fire, running the aisles again, bringing a message in tongues again, lifting your hands again prophesying by the Holy Ghost again. Not all this made-up stuff people are doing today because that's in the church too. Let me just give you a side note. Dr. Butts, you used to say chasing a rabbit, so I'm going to take your lead on this. I'm going to follow your lead. 
on chasing a rabbit. Hallelujah. Don't be caught in the trail mix section of the church. Fruits, flakes, and nuts. Don't be caught in the trail mix section of the church. The people that try to conjure up something and make something happen. Oh, no, you don't have to make anything happen. Where two or three are gathered together in his name, he says he's in the midst. I love when I see people just riding everywhere and they got all kind of stuff. Because I'm telling you, you're going to go back and say, boy, that boy was preaching tonight. That was good to me. One word from God can change your life. You've got to press into the Holy Ghost in the last days. Don't worry. Press in. But you've got to press in like never before. That's your responsibility. I'll say to the men here what I said to the men at AFC the other night. Stop letting your wife do all your praying through. You get on your knees and you pray. You open up your Bible. Don't wait on your wife. No. She understands her authority. She understands her calling. If you're a man, you're a leader. And God wants you to open up that Bible and speak the word over your family, over your marriage, over your children, and over your house. How do you know I'm talking to you? When your children call you and they're in trouble, the first thing they say is, where is my mother? Daddy, let me speak to mom. Because they know that woman, that woman's going to intercede. She's going to stand. You better not tell my grandmother you need her to pray. She's not going to wait. She's going to start right there and begin to pray. Not ashamed. Said the other night, I love sports, but not more than I love God. I don't know more about my football and basketball team than I do the word of almighty God. This word will change you. This word is eternal. Me and my brother were talking about it today. Heaven and earth, the Bible says, will pass away. But my word will abide forever. Mm. the devil tried to convince us that we would never see the church on fire like this again the devil has tried to make us think the church is a bunch of losers but I'm not looking at a room full of losers I'm looking at a room full of North Carolina folks who are just as country as I am and they are going to be a part of a last day's move of the Holy Ghost If you believe it, shout amen. amen. It's our responsibility to position ourselves to seek the Lord like never before. We've got to become more to the Spirit of God to hear His voice. Not only to hear His voice, but to do what He says. Some of you, God has spoken to you clearly things that you should do. And you've not done it. You're waiting on something. What are you waiting on? If God has put a charge in your spirit, if God has stirred your heart, what other person do you need to come alongside and confirm what the Lord has already spoken to you? 
This year, Dr. Butts, I told the Lord, because I've been doing this just for a few years, since I was 13, 15 years, I said, Lord, I'm not going anywhere to preach this year that's not serious about a move of God. I've had to call people back. I'm not coming. What do you mean? Because I get the feeling that you got a clock on the back wall that from the time I stand up in the pulpit, you're going to have a clock that's going to count down from 30 minutes and tell me that I need to sit down by the time the clock is over. You're not going to be able to win a city to God with a clock on the wall saying you got 25 minutes to preach. You got the wrong preacher. It takes me 25 minutes just to greet the people. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let the devil have my nation. I'm not going to do it. Stop talking about what the devil is doing and talk about what God is doing. Well, I just want to stand over here in this section. Oh, I tell you, hallelujah. There are some men and women on fire over here. I love the rest of y'all, hallelujah. But I'm telling you, I feel I, these people are pulling on me over here. In every church I preach in, I try to find the Holy Ghost section, hallelujah. My, 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 my. A fire of the Holy Ghost was falling over there. People tell me they don't believe it. I don't believe in speaking in tongues. Well, oh well, you should have been in my prayer time this morning because I don't, I don't know anything about that's been cut off from today. No. I had a Baptist brother one time. I don't believe in that. That's not for today. Boy, them tongues rolled up out of my spirit. I said, well, how can you argue with that? Hallelujah. It didn't end with the apostles, hallelujah. It came on to Jay Boyd, hallelujah. I'm telling you, when they got down there preaching over there, I believe in Acts chapter 19, they said, have y'all received the Holy Ghost in Ephesus since you believe? They said, we didn't even know there was a such thing as the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that the Holy Ghost fell on them and they began to speak in tongues just like they did in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Ghost in the book of Acts is still the same today. We used to sing a song in my church. You won't leave here like you came. In Jesus' name, bound, oppressed, sick or lame. For the power of the Lord is still the same. You won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. You won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. Bound, oppressed. Sick or lame, for the power of the Lord is still the same. You won't leave here. And then the singer would say, I won't leave here. We, we won't leave here. Like we came in Jesus.
Jesus' name. <laughs> oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving this state like I came here. I'm not leaving this state like the condition I found it in 10 years ago. When God sent me to this state, he didn't send me just to go to that Bible college and go back home. But I understand now, the same fire that came from Azusa over to this side, it's time for it to spring up. People are saying we need another day of Pentecost. We need another, no, no, no. We need a fresh move of the Holy Ghost. There's a monument to that Azusa East there in downtown Dunn. I don't care how many people go and stand at that thing and say we're going to wave flags over it and prophesy. No, until we pray, until we fast, until we seek after God. Well, we're going to go to the city of Dunn and we're going to wave prophetic flags. Wave all the flags you want. Derek Prince said it good. We don't have revival until we have it. I was in a revival meeting, Dr. Elvin, and there was a pastor. He wanted the revival to go weeks, and it had, it had been extended. And I said, thank you, Lord. We're having a great time. But he wanted, to, he wanted to just keep going. I said, no, I feel like it's time to end the meeting. We're not going to make anything happen. Because how many of you know if you go in the flesh to get it, you're going to have to stay in the flesh to keep it? But brother, I feel like people are getting stirred. No, you want to push people down now, and I'm going back home. I'm not interested in that. We've had a genuine 10 or 11 days of a move of God, and this thing has come to the end at this point. Keep stirring the people up. Keep preaching strong. But this meeting is over, and that's okay. I don't want a fake move. I don't want that. Strange fire. I don't want it. I want a real move of God. You don't have to make anything up. We were in a meeting one time. Is it okay if I testify a little bit? I know some of you, this is the longest you've been in church in a long time. Hallelujah. But like I told my AFC people, black people stay in church all night. Hallelujah. You should know that by now. My friend, hallelujah, how you doing, brother? My friend came with me to our funeral, hallelujah, and after two hours, he said, is this thing over yet? I said, no, brother, we just getting started. We got two more hours to go. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, the power of God. We were in that meeting, and I said, let's be still before the Lord and wait on him. You ever tried doing that in a Pentecostal church and see how long it lasts? Somebody wanted to shout out with a message in tongues. I said, hey, no. Be still and know that he is God. They felt like if we weren't shouting or talking that God wasn't moving. Be quiet and let God move right now. This is the time to be quiet. They just feel like they've got to say something. We struggle with being quiet before the Lord. Being still before the Lord. We think we got to make something happen. They didn't make up that sound on the day of Pentecost. That was a real sound coming from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the place where they were sitting. And cloven tongues like as a fire 
sat upon each of them and they were all not some they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and fire I can see some of you getting nervous in your eyes I'm not the one you need to be nervous about the worst that can happen to you tonight is you get set on fire for the rest of your life. Somebody shout hallelujah in this room. I'm sitting back. The devil trying to destroy my nation and destroy the church. Not while I'm alive. I'm going to rescue the perishing. I'm going to go to the least, the last, and the lost. I'm going to tell a dying world that Jesus saves. Oh, those old songs are coming back to my spirit. To the utmost, Jesus saves. To the utmost, Jesus saves. We'll pick you up and turn you around. Hallelujah. Jesus saves to the utmost. Jesus saves to the utmost. Jesus saves. He will pick you up and turn you around. Hallelujah. Jesus saves. Hallelujah. Thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, thine the glory, revive us uh, again, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, give me oil in my lamp, I pray, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, keep me burning until the break of day, give me joy in my heart, keep me praising, Lord, give me joy in my heart, I pray, give me joy in my heart, Keep me praising, keep me praising until the break of day. To the utmost, Jesus saves. To the utmost, Jesus saves. He will pick you up and turn you around. Hallelujah, Jesus saves. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, thine the glory, revive us uh, again, hallelujah. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. That's what we need. There is no script for a move of God. I don't have a script up here. When Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost to preach, 
He had not been in his study for six hours trying to prepare what to say. It came out of his spirit. He was full of the word. And what was in him came out of him on the day of Pentecost. Well, brother, you didn't have three points in a poem tonight. Three points in a poem is not going to run the devil off unless it's filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying don't prepare. I'm saying get full of the word. Get full. I mean fill up that at any given moment you're ready to release whatever's in you. Peter ministered out of his spirit that day. He went back in that Old Testament. He walked that thing from the old all the way up to what we call the new today. Why was he able to do that? Not because of seminary. It was in him. The Bible says in the book of John that Jesus on that great day of the feast and said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Whatever has stopped your flow, may it be removed from this night forward in Jesus' name. Come on, I feel something right there. Lift your hands up. Hallelujah. Thank you for the flow. Thank you for the flow. Thank you for the flow of the Holy Ghost flowing into your family, flowing into your home, flowing into your ministry, flowing into this church, flowing into wherever you worship. Everything that's been holding you back and holding you up, it will hold you up no more. There is a flow coming out of your belly. You haven't spoken in tongues in 10 years. May the to flow again. May the fire begin to fall again. May you get stirred up to win the lost again. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. I'll do this and then I'll close. One of these nights in this meeting, it's a, it's, we've got four services. I don't know which one. But the Lord told me when I started doing revivals last year, he said, People are hurting, and they need prayer. I said, okay, Lord, you know, I always pray. He said, no, 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 no. One night in every revival meeting that you do, take one of those nights and pray for everybody in the building that wants prayer. And I said, okay, I'll do that. I'm not going to tell you what night that is. Because people will say, well, I'll come that night, but I'm going to miss the rest. No, I'm not going to tell you. You just don't miss it. It could be, it, hallelujah, it could be tonight, it could be tomorrow night, it could be... Um, Sunday morning, it could be Sunday night, I, I don't know. But usually, it's when I feel that strongest spirit of thing in that room. And, and I, I generally don't unless I'm at AFC because, you know, I had to preach long. Not because they weren't receiving. I didn't want to stop. Hallelujah. But I preached long and then we prayed. Going back to my point before my rabbit trail, thank you, Holy Spirit. When we were at AFC... Well, I noticed something. People tell me that they don't believe in tongues and they don't believe in that falling out and stuff. I don't believe in that. Well, the Bible's full of it. John said when he was getting this revelation, his encounter was with God was so great. Matter of fact, forget Baptists and cessationists and people who don't believe in the power. I'm talking about people who are in Pentecostal spirit filled churches. They don't believe. I don't, I don't believe in that. But we don't believe in you either. Hallelujah. So 
Praise the Lord. We don't believe in you either. But what I've learned, John said, I failed as a dead man. Now, if you're greater than John, I would like to meet you so I can stay away from you. Over there in the Old Testament, the glory fell so strong, hallelujah, after they got done worshiping, the Bible says the priests, the preachers, they could not stand before the Lord. So if they didn't stand, what happened? They fell. And I've had people at the altar sometimes, well, what do I do if I don't fall? Stand! <laughs> what in the world? Talk about COVID brain. You stand. I'm going to drink to that. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. See, I'm telling you, if God can't get grown folks, he'll get babies. Hallelujah. But I was at AFC, Dr. Butts. And those, you know, usually security doesn't get prayer. You know, they're working security. You know, and I feel safe when security is working security. I got the AFC. Those brothers had those guns. I'm like, praise God. I'm safe tonight. Hallelujah. People said, what guns? No, no, no. Jesus told Peter, swords, one is enough. Hallelujah. Put one down and hold on to another one. Praise the Lord. You don't make me nervous with a gun. Hallelujah. But those brothers, I mean, look at them. They're over there, strong. And there they are standing at the altar. And I'm thinking, oh, the security wants prayer. Boy, those security were dropping like flies. I said, wait a minute. And most people, when they see the power of the Holy Ghost, they'll say that's, that's, that's just feeble-minded people, weak people. You go tell them brothers from AFC that they are weak and feeble-minded. No, when the power of the Holy Ghost is in the room, all you can do is let go and let God. Come on, North Carolina. Let me hear your shout tonight about how great of a God we serve. I see an army rising up in this place. Hallelujah. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Ah, thank you, Lord. I'm closing this. We've got to become sensitive to the Spirit of God. I'm really speaking in a prophetic urgency. <laughs> now is not the time to lean on your own understanding. Some of you need to hear this tonight. This is the hour to do only what God has told you to do. If God has said to you, stay, you stay. If God has said, move, you move. Whatever he's told you to do, you need to do it. If you execute what you hear God tell you to do, you're going to see an acceleration from the hand of God coming upon your life. It's going to come upon your family. It's going to come upon your ministry. This has been in my spirit for months now. Many of you will see what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what has not entered into the heart of men. The only way this is going to happen is through God's Spirit.
You're going to have to go after God's spirit with everything that you are. I'm going to encourage you or we make an altar call. Mean, I'm just being real. People think the altar call is a time for them to break out of the service. No respect for souls, no respect for prayer. This is the time to leave. I don't know where we've gotten that from. I don't understand that. People think, well, I'm not going to go down there, and they are probably the ones that need to be at the altar. I don't know where we've gotten this culture that I don't need that. The deadest thing in the house, no fire, no anointing, and you're moving away from the altar. No, I don't go to the altar. That's for sinners. No, that's for people who were once on fire and need to be on fire again. But it's also for people who are on fire and want to stay on fire. Am I telling the truth or telling the truth? What has happened to the church? The church has gone asleep. Falling asleep and the devil is doing whatever he wants to do. I'm not being a Pharisee. I know things happen. People say, oh, well, I may have to run to the restroom. Or I may have, I get that. I'm not talking about that. Or maybe you got the baby. I get all of that. The baby, I get that stuff. I'm talking about walking out of the door to go home and do nothing for another hour when you could have been in the house of the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. But we need revival. Revive us again, Lord. But do it before nine. Thank you for letting me come, Dr. Butts. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's okay. He preaches with the same fire. Hallelujah. He used to eat us up in a chapel. Hallelujah. I said, my God, spare us this morning. <laughs> no, we need preachers like that. I've always loved preachers like that. I was glad to have a president of a college, a Bible college, who wasn't half backslidden. He was still on fire. He was on fire He's on fire now. And one thing I've learned about him, he will be on fire if he has to be on fire by himself. But the truth of the matter is, no one man of God, no one woman of God should have to be on fire by themselves. It's not just for the pulpit. It's from the back door to the front door. Everything in the church should be on fire. From the ushers to the greeters to the deacons to the children to the media. Let everything that have breath. But as it is written, 2 Corinthians 2, 9, no, what no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of the man. Those things which God has prepared for those who love him. Church, we're the body. We're the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And if we don't get moving, this thing is in trouble. We've been given the great commission. I used to hear it all the time in Bible college. It's not the great suggestion. It is a command. Go. Go into all the world and preach. Not, hello, church. This morning, we're going to be sharing a few thoughts from the movie Barbie. 
Arby. There are churches in the United States of America that did it last year. For our summer series, we're going to talk about Barbie. Well, I'm getting ready to say something now. From Genesis to Revelation, there is no Barbie. There is no Ken. There is no any other of those creatures. I'm not giving you some lessons from the movie Barbie. I'm going to give you this gospel. Paul told Timothy, the word, not self-help, not motivation. Preach the word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them. Barbie's not going to set you free. Preachers, preach the word of Almighty God. I'm not preaching Barbie. I'm not preaching Disney. I'm not preaching any of those others. I'm going to preach this gospel. I don't watch Christian television anymore. Those preachers are dead. Spirit filled on TV for an hour. You don't hear any tongues. Well, if we do that on the set, we won't be invited. I just won't be coming back. Too many superstar preachers today. They want the applause of people and they're on their way to hell. Paul told Timothy, they're going to have itching ears in the last days. Pastor, that offended me. Find a church that won't offend you then. Get out of here because you won't find that here. Pastor, that was too harsh. Go somewhere else where they're preaching soft. They're not passing out meat, strong word. Everybody's still on milk every Sunday. They're changing the services for the unbeliever. No, the church and the gathering of the saints is for the born again. If the lost come in, they do. Our services are not catered to them. Well, I don't say that because they might get offended. No, 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 no. They're going to hear that truth. You're going to speak the truth in love. And when they hear that, they'll come running to that altar saying, what must I do to be saved? I'm, I'm, I'm finishing. Hallelujah. See, I just, I just love y'all. Y'all remind me of them people back at home, my folks at home, hallelujah. And I just met them Sunday at Western Sizzling. And they, I can't get away from them, hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about, hallelujah. I'll never forget you. I wrote you down in my journal. I saw you on TV. Yes, it's me in the Western Sizzling. Yes, it's me. Girl, I told you that was him. That tickled me. Hallelujah. But even just that phrase, have your way, God. That's, that's how my grandmother talks. Hallelujah. 
That's the kind of stuff I grew up on. Hallelujah. That does something in my spirit. Have your way, God. And that old, I'm telling you, my grandmother and her other sisters, they meant that when they said that. Have your way, God. Whatever you want to do, do it in this place tonight. God, we're not in a rush. We're hungry. We're thirsty. We're desperate. And your word says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Come on, clap your hands if you love the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. Preach it in season, out of season. When they want to hear it and when they don't want to hear it, preach the gospel. Go into all the world. Not until a pandemic comes. Even in the pandemic, they were saying, get away from me, six. Stay back. No. Jesus didn't say, Preach the gospel until a pandemic comes. Then shut the doors of your church and don't have service. I don't read that in there. What are you going to do in the last days? You're going to keep shutting down the church for everything that comes? Or are we going to believe this Bible? Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Him, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and if they've committed any sins they will be forgiven well pastor I think we need to use wisdom faith is the highest expression of wisdom I said that devil got us last time I don't care COVID 20 21, 22, 20, I don't care how many of them come. And whatever else they want to make up, I don't care. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to preach healing. I'm going to lay hands on the sick. I'm not going to be running around talking about stay six feet away from me. No, you need to get closer to me so you can get that fear off of you and get some fire of the Holy Ghost. I'm closing. I'm closing. Hallelujah. I don't want to. I may not. Hallelujah. I don't see Jesus when leprosy, when you're dealing with leprosy. I don't see Jesus saying, you're not supposed to be out here. Stay home. That's what they were told. Those lepers, that was contagious. It was forbidden in the law. You couldn't be around people. And you better not touch anybody. That was the law. Jesus, if you can do anything, heal us. Okay. I'll do it. Be healed. Be healed. Bible says that they went away. 
praising God. I said it the other night about the one with the issue of blood, but I'll say the same thing with these lepers. Jesus didn't get what they had. They got what he had. Well, brother, that's Jesus. No, Jesus says you are supposed to be just like me in this present world. Greater works than these shall ye do because I'm going to the Father. This will be the greatest hour of the church of Jesus Christ. God is not phased by what's happening on earth. The way some people talk, you'll think it's the hour of the devil, but it's not the hour of the devil. It's the hour of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. It's not even the hour of the Antichrist. He can't do what he wants to do yet. The church is being manipulated by fear. And the world is putting the fear on the church. But we don't obey the world. We obey our Heavenly Father. If you believe that, clap and give the Lord a praise tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You come up to the front, Dr. Butts, real quick. The Lord showed me something in my hotel room, and I'm just going to do it like he showed it to me. Hallelujah. You'll just stand here facing me. Hallelujah. I need about 10 praying men. Hallelujah. Come on up here. And you don't have to be 10. You get every one of y'all that pray. You can come up here if you want to and just lay your hands on this man of God. Hallelujah. Because I'm a whole lot of Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. For the Lord has heard the voice of his under-shepherd. For you have said, Lord, revive us or we die. The Spirit of the Lord says you will not end your ministry down and out and sad about the way things ended. Oh, but there's a fresh joy. There's a fresh wind coming on you. Help is on the way. You've cried out and I've heard you. Your last days of ministry will be the best days. You're not going out broken down, but you're going to be built up. Oh, you're going to have strength. You're going to have vision. You're going to have fire. Come on, men, lift up your voices and pray. 
pray, 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 fire, rabaka, roto rabasha, Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire to preach the word. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. Oh, your tears have not been in vain. Your prayers have not been in vain. I will not leave you comfortless. Oh, but I'll be with you. You're coming out of this drought. Oh, as the deer pants for the water. So does my soul. Oh, it longs for you, Lord. In a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. Oh, you've seen many revived. Oh, but I start this meeting with you, says Lord. What you've done for all the people I do for you tonight, Zach. Oh, the shepherd that has been smitten time and time again. Oh, I give you a fresh wind. I give you a fresh word. I give you a fresh work, saith the Lord. Oh, for I am your very present help in the time of trouble. For I am your present help in the time of trouble. I'm your refuge and your strength. Because your heart trusts after me. Oh, I've heard your cry, said the Lord. I've heard your cry. And I'll save and I'll rescue. I'll rescue. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those that feel the need to pray tonight, come on and join. Come on, let's just come to the altar. If you need to kneel, kneel, stand, stand. Hallelujah. If you'll play that song for me. And I think I'm going to run that song about two times. Everybody that needs to be at the altar, pray. Let's pray for a moment. Hallelujah. You need to stand, lift your hands, kneel, lift your, whatever you need to do at this altar. Hallelujah. Come on, let's get this altar. Seeking after God. Seeking after God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Oh, Even hallelujah. though they've been sealed with the Spirit. Play, play the one, the, the song. I will move up higher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to run this song through two times. Hallelujah. 
and then I'll do something else. But let's begin to pray. Hallelujah. Yeah, you could turn that up. That's good. Turn it up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let your voice be lifted in prayer tonight at this altar. Church, let the Lord hear your voice tonight. Come on, church, let the Lord hear you tonight. It's time for us to go higher, Lord. Take us higher, Lord Jesus. church. Don't think about what's next. Fix your eyes on the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for touching my brother Jacob, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, the blood of Jesus. You're the healer, Lord. You're the healer. You're the healer. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your touch, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Oh, thank you for your freedom, Lord. Thank you for your wholeness. Thank you for your healing. 
your delivering power. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Receive that freedom. Oh, God. Oh, Healing from the past. In the name of Jesus. Restoration. Restoration. Oh, the power of the blood. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Come on, church. Healing is released in this room. Deliverance is released in this room. Breakthrough is released in this room in the name of Jesus. This song is going to play again after this. I want you to press in, church. I'm not in a rush. Get what you need from the Lord tonight. Oh, hallelujah. It's time for us to move higher. Higher in our marriages. Higher in our relationships with the Lord. Oh, Jesus. No suicide. No depression. No anxiety. No sickness and disease. In the name of Jesus, I drive it out. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's turn it up if we can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much, media team. Hallelujah. Come on, church, press in. Let this be your prayer tonight. I'm moving higher. I'm setting my sights above. I'm not getting fixed on the things of this world. Oh, glory. Oh, oh pray in the Spirit. Those that pray in the Spirit. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Change us from the inside out, Lord.
Holy Ghost. Oh, you don't have to touch anybody when the power of God is present. I'll follow God. I'll follow you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, church, let this soak in. Let this soak in. Let this soak in tonight. Press in, church. The power of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Almighty God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Total restoration. Total restoration. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. The blood of Jesus is stronger than any opposition of the enemy. All Satan's power be broken in Jesus, in Jesus' name. All oppression go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Freedom in Jesus' name. The anointing destroys the yoke. The anointing destroys the yoke. Get free, my sister. Freedom in Jesus' name. That oppression gets off of you tonight. Your family members, your loved ones, I break it in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus. You're not going to do with that anymore. No more. No more. The love of God. You've got work to do for the Lord. No more heaviness. Hallelujah. Broken. In the name of Jesus. Freedom. Church. Yeah, play it again. I love it. Hallelujah. Let's go again. Hallelujah. You are going to move up higher. You're going to move. You've been stagnant and stuck long enough. I'm not complacent. I'm not going to be stuck. I'm going to set my sights. I'm going to set my, I am going higher. You're not going to be in a valley. You're not going to be in darkness. It's time to go up higher. Come on, let's pray and worship the Lord some more tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, what I started, I'll finish. I'll set my sights only 
What I started, I will finish. God is not unfaithful to forget your labor of love. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've asked and it shall be given. You've sought it, get ready to find. You've knocked and it's open unto you. When the devil tells you it's not happening, tell him he's a liar. He's a liar. I silence the voice of the enemy. You're a woman of faith. Walk by faith and not by sight. Speak to what you see. And say what you see in your spirit, not what it looks like right now. That fire of intercession is coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. The devil's tried to knock the wind out of you. Oh, ah, oh, but you got back up again. Oh, Oh, the Lord's about to repay. Oh, shataraba. Hey, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. You're hungry. You want it. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. That's it. Let all of it go. All of the trauma, all of the pain come out in Jesus' name. The devil has done enough. No more. No more. Tonight is your night of freedom. No more oppression. No more down days. No more brokenness. Power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Shatarabaka. Be made whole. Be restored. Those things that happened as a young girl. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Lay your hands first, lady. Come on down here with me. Glory to God. Come on over here. Hallelujah. Shut up, Akai. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. The anointing destroys yokes. Hallelujah. Freedom. Freedom. Devil has no victory here. No power here. No authority here. But in the name of Jesus. I've got these women laying hands on you who are full of the Holy Ghost. No residue. Nothing's going to follow you home. Hallelujah. You're going to have peace. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Your mind is being renewed. When you got authority, you don't have to fight with the devil. He has to get up out of here and go. Hallelujah. God is good. 
Come on, bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to do. Y'all can keep that playing. Just bring it down just a little. But I want it to keep going because I'm at the end. I'm done. That's perfect. That's perfect. Thank God for the media team. They get left out a lot of times. But I make sure that whenever I do pray for everybody, I'm going to pray for them too. I want to do two things and I'm done. Number one, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I wouldn't let this night pass without doing that. If you've never accepted him as Lord and Savior, you need to do that tonight. And the second thing is, if you were serving the Lord and you backslid, you started going in a different direction than the way you said you're supposed to live, this is a night for you to get restored as well. Hallelujah. And if you're in this room and you've never given your life to the Lord or you did and you walked away, tonight is the night. And you say, Brother Jay, I need to rededicate or I need to give my life to the Lord. If that's you, lift up that hand tonight because we're going to pray for you tonight. We're not going to wait. You need to get that business taken care of tonight. Hallelujah. The things that I'm talking about tonight, the promises of God, they are for people who are believers. Hallelujah. And I dare not want to just assume that everybody is a believer. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you a moment. I'm going to give you time. And if you're worried about people, you're worried about the wrong thing. Because we've all had to come and give our lives to the Lord and commit ourselves to him. Hallelujah. Is there anybody? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. I want to make sure before I, before I finish this. Because the scripture says, if you'll be ashamed in front of men, Jesus says, hey, I've got to be ashamed before my father. This is the time to make that decision. To say, hey, I need to re, I, I've been off. I need to get back on track. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to repeat after me, Father, in Jesus' name. I ask you, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me now. I accept that sacrifice that was done at Calvary. Fill me with your grace. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you now in Jesus' name for restoring. I thank you, Lord. For a fresh work of grace. I thank you for a recommitting to you tonight, God. To walk the path you would have him to walk. To do the things you would have him to do. Father, raise him up as a warrior. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost flow in and through him now, God. Raise him up. Use him for your glory. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, fill him up. Fill him up with the Holy Ghost and Flow out of his belly, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, let him run for you. Let him be on fire for you, Lord. Oh, shatarabakorabasha. Father, I bless him. That, Father, you'll send the wrong people out of his life. 
and the right people into his life. The Lord does a fresh work in you tonight. The old has passed away. Any old habits, any old ways, the Lord renews you tonight. There will be no shame. You have no reason to be ashamed. You have no reason to be embarrassed. What are people going to think? Who cares? You have done what you needed to do and making business right with God tonight. Come on, church. Celebrate in this house. Celebrate the grace and the mercy of Almighty God. This is what revival looks like, sounds like. Hallelujah. Renewed mind. A renewed heart. You have to do a bunch, go through a bunch of hoops to get back to where you were. No. You're a new creature. Old things passed away. All things become new. The fire of the Holy Ghost that's on me, God let it rub off on him. Let a fire, let a fire. Let oh, hallelujah. For about a minute or two, some of you brothers get over here and pray. Hallelujah. Pray for this young brother. You older men, lay your hands on him and pray. Pray for strength. Pray for endurance. Hallelujah. Fire of the Holy Ghost. See, I told you, there's always a woman. There's a woman full of fire. There's always a mama that's saying the devil is not going to have our children. That's it. That's it. The fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire of the Holy Ghost. All of that. All of that stress. All of that worry. All of that fear. Somebody praise the Lord in this room. This is what the old saints do. They know how to pray through. That's it. Boy, I'm glad I don't have to work by myself this weekend. Shotorabaka. Tag team evangelism tonight. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost fall in this place. Woo! Devil, take your filthy hands off. Devil, take your hands off. Take your hands off. That's it. That's it. I command the power of the enemy to break. Lay your hands on her heart. Hallelujah. Fire of the Holy Ghost. You're not going to be the same after tonight. Devil's not going to trouble you. No more in Jesus' name. That's it. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. What's been too hard for you is just right for God.
all of that stuff that you've been carrying. I command it to get off of you in the name of Jesus. You're not going down one split second. Come on, saints, pray. Come on, women, pray. Sister Becky, come on down here. Hallelujah. Boy, I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. He did it. I shut up. He did it. shut up. I cut it. I see. Oh, lay your hands with those sisters. I'm telling you, if you're a believer, that's all it takes for somebody to get ministered to. Woo, shut up. Oh, I'm going to move up higher. I'm going to move up higher. I'm going to move up higher. This is what revival looks like. Hallelujah. What am I doing? I'm getting people, other people to pray because I'm showing you that if you are, you don't have to be the evangelist. You don't have to be the pastor. If you're a believer, the same anointing that's in us, it's inside of you. And you're supposed to be able to lay your hands and to pray and to see the fire of God stir up other individuals and break the power of the devil. Oh, just lift your hands and praise Him. If you need to go home, you just go on home. You just go on home. Because you'll just be a hindrance and not a help at all. Shotorabah. Oppression is lifting off of people. People that have been grieving for years, for months, from lost loved ones and traumas and addictions, they break tonight in Jesus' name. Speak the word. There's a fire in this place. Speak the word. This is what revival sounds like. There's a hunger. There's a cry. There's a thirst. We don't want church as usual, Lord. Brother Jay, those women are praying too loud. Let them pray louder to let the devil know he's a liar. If nothing else happens tonight, that one soul saying, I'm coming back, that's what I came here for. That's what I came here for. That's why I preach my heart out tonight. If it's just one, but there are multiple that are breaking free from the power of the devil. Thank you, Lord. Father, we love you tonight. We praise you and we we're seeking after you this weekend we set our sights on you we love you we praise you in Jesus mighty name thank you for the anointing and the Holy Ghost 
Thank you for the power of your spirit. Thank you for revival. Freedom in this place. And we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, kind spirit. Thank you that tumors are drying up. Cancer is dissolving. Chronic headaches, backaches, illnesses. Father, I thank you that they're breaking off in Jesus' name. Thank you for a fresh fire and a fresh anointing. Hallelujah. Dr. Elvin, you say something about some material and things? Okay. Okay. I want to make sure he gets one before we leave tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm ending with this. Hallelujah. That vid I'll play that video and then I'm done. I'll give it to Dr. Butts. That video, seek God with all your heart and then I'll be done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it'll be back in the hands of uh, Pastor Elvin. Amen. Hallelujah. But I want you to see this video that's coming up. Those of you that are still worshiping and praying, pray on. Hallelujah. All prayed for the Ephesians, even though they've been sealed with the Spirit. He says, I pray for you that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Yet more, you see. Moses asked for more. Paul asked for more. David asked for more. I will earnestly seek you. Only a fool who come across a gold mine wouldn't go back and get the rest of it. Seek him in faith. Faith. Believing that God is great. Great enough to deliver me from this sin. Great enough to fix my life. Great enough to bring me on, to move me on, to plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, I am trusting you that there's nothing too difficult for you. You're able to heal my life, fix my life, bring me on, do whatever is needed in my life. I'm throwing, I'm plowing, I'm investing Again, everything in you, I'm trusting you to do this for me. Praying in big faith. We're coming to a king. Large petitions with thee bring his grace and power. Such one can never ask too much. Moses held up the arms of intercession. Israel prevailed. Joshua prayed and the sun stood still. Pastor Xi of China, he, he was converted. His wife wasn't converted. She was a hindrance to the work. He fasted and prayed for three days went into the bedroom and cast the demon out of his wife, and she was a great helper thereafter. Pray, pray with faith. God is willing. God is able. Trusting the Lord for all these things. Anything. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Be stranded on God, stranded on omnipotence. Hey, you're in one of two categories. You're either a seeker of God or you're not. If you're not a seeker of God, here's what you, here's what I know God is telling you to do today, and that is seek the Lord while he may be found. It says in Ezra, he said, he had told the king that the hand of our God is on them for good that seek him. But his power and wrath are against everyone 
who forsakes him, who neglects his power and wrath for not seeking God, you better get in today while the Lord is near, while the Lord is here, while you've got life and breath. You know, a static position is very dangerous. If the airplane stopped making progress, it's coming down. Amaziah did that which is right in the sight of God, yet not with all his heart. Wow! Lord, don't let me have that on my tombstone. Don't let that be my biography. I did right in the sight of God, but not with all my heart. Help us! You better seek God right now. You better get in with Him. Are you afraid of going to hell? Here's the thing to do. It says, this poor man cried to the Lord, and the Lord delivered him from all his fears. Are you afraid of going to hell? Cry out to God like a poor man. Empty-handed come. Lord, nothing in my hand I bring. I'm coming to you. I'm seeking you. It says, if you'll seek me, you'll find me if you search for me with all your heart. The reason you're not finding God, though you've been seeking him a little bit, is because you're still holding something back. Is seek him and find him when you search for him with all your heart. You will find him that way. The Bible says so. Pursue him with all our heart, no strings attached, absolute, unconditional surrender to the King of Kings, all of our affection cast upon him, invested in him. Let's go on. I feel like someone just pointing across the ocean. Let's plow in, in this adventure, out of the wilds of sin, into the presence of God. Somebody just needs to say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We, we need to thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. God done something for you tonight. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Well, if you didn't, it's your fault. Right. Hey, you can only get, you can only get what you're willing to receive. That's it. Amen. We're not closing the service. You don't close the revival, do you? That's, that's right. We're not closing the service. We will continue tomorrow night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and however long God wants it to go on, that's up to Him. That's not my work. That's not my call. Amen? Amen. Good start. Mm. I got to confirm something Jay said when he was praying for me. We serve the same God, don't we, brother? We do. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. We serve the same God. Yes, we do. Hallelujah. If he talks to me, he talks to you. Yes, he does. If he talks to you, he talks to me. Yes, Lord. The very, some of the very words that Jay used over me just the other day in my prayer room, God said the very same thing to me. Confirmation. Confirmation. The power of God. Some may not call this spiritual. I think it's very spiritual. Uh, we, if you'll notice, we do not take up offerings here. Robbers take. Robbers take. God receives. 
So there's a box back there. If you want to sow into Jay's ministry, it's not going to come to the church. Whatever's, whatever's given is going to be sown in Jay's ministry and his work that he is doing. So if you want to give an offering, it's back there. You can give it. Let's all stand. Bless us, Lord. In the going out, in the coming in. May we be blessed with your presence, overwhelmed by your love, filled with your spirit, anointed to carry the gospel message into a dark and a dying world. Because, Lord, I understand it's not what happens here. It's what happens out there that makes the difference. So now we go in the power of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Before you leave tonight, find at least two people and tell them Jesus loves you and so do I. Amen. 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 God bless you all.